Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Uh, normally, this is a show where we talk about songs that we've written within a week and uh, present them to you. And we're sort of still doing that, but we're doing that in album form. Me, me, Declan Kitchener, and my illustrious co-host, who will now introduce himself. Yoo-hoo! Roger Heathers, a songwriter, musician, and one half of the band Schnookums. Declan's the other half. Yes, we are about to release an album. In fact, we have released an album as this episode goes out. We've released it today. Yes, we are. Whoa! We released our first album. Oh, it's so exciting! It's, it's out there. It's out there. People it's are listening to world. it. And thinking, oh, I wonder who did what and I wonder this and that. Or maybe they're about to have an investigation now. Indeed. And just in future years, when we become the biggest band on the planet... People can listen back to this audio of us being extremely humble about how we were the greatest band on the planet. Schnookums. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, Schnookums was, uh, I think, a long time coming. I think I asked you to be in a band months after I first met you. This was back in the previous decade. Um... <laughs> yes, this is true. To which um, I often feel tremendous... Uh, disappointment with my younger self because yeah you were like it's like your your logical way of looking at like I met this musician who writes it's like let's be in a band whereas I was very resistant I think I had my walls up a lot more then than I do now and but the best thing in the world is collaboration it's great fun and uh, it took us this long to make a record um, and I think it turned out different than I would have thought it to have turned out I don't know it's it's yeah got a lot of influences in it and i feel like a lot of them come from uh just knowing each other as friends and musicians for like so many years and also being the biggest music nerds that each other respectively know i'm assuming just uh like the sheer fun of creativity um this project actually grew out of the weekly song podcast so last year we did a challenge where we wrote 14 songs throughout the whole of february uh which we have just completed another round of not for schnookums just because we hate ourselves uh <laughs> and we sort and we sort of did it with the idea that we'd take a couple of our favorites and we'd you know make make, make a like an ep or something or like a, a project together and it snowballed didn't it it really did it was like i don't know it just seemed to make sense because at that time last year we were both writing and I feel like we'd at least have a few surplus songs that weren't going into like other bands or projects or whatever. And so I just just made sense to kind of jump on it. And I don't know, it snowballed so much because once we decided that, we kind of put our foot on the on the gas pedal and really started booking drum recording time and everything like that. And it kind of I don't know, it's been a while. It's been like a year or so. But it's it's but- come together. Well, in terms of like um, actually coming together, it's really come together quite quickly. Like, um, this is probably the most surprising thing I thought. I thought we were going to be there for ages, like as I was multi-tracking guitar harmonies and we were layering up like massive choirs and things. And we did do little bits of that, but the bulk of the recording was done in four days. Yeah. Ex- excepting That's... pick up the phone, which is a special case. Like the actual playing of instruments took about four, four and a half days. I, yes, I think it's interesting to kind of look back and go on like, 
why was that? And I think a big part of it was just like us trying to stick to budget, basically. And like, <laughs> you know, it's not like we're some kind of like, yeah, we did it in like a day. We did the drums. It's like, no, we had to do it in a day because we could afford a day that we could Necess- get together, you know. Necessity being the mother of method here somewhat. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, that was interesting. And uh, I think to conserve time even more and almost it's like a kind of challenge of trying to get that live feel like from the records that we love from the 60s and 70s and stuff i think we kind of agreed upon a few rules like we track the main foundational instruments at the same time as each other so even you know kind of warts and all but really try and hone the parts sort of thing wasn't it yeah so for example uh, we'd spent a day recording the bass and the drums for everything together in one room so there's a bit of spill on that but they work together, it sounds fine, apart from when I played the wrong notes, which we will not discuss. Um. <laughs> and, and I played the wrong notes too, somehow. <laughs> On drums. Um, but yeah, we'd track like a guitar and a piano together, or like uh, two electrics, or an acoustic and electric, and sort of like, y- you kind of live with the fact then that parts appear on other parts but there's this be- there's this wonderful imperfection to the whole thing that's just really fun like <laughs> it's very difficult yes. to wipe a thing but it makes you make choices I, exactly yeah and it is it is fun and i think that's like the word that really kind of the whole project was about like it was just about having fun and embracing the imperfection of it which is why i think it seem it seems easier to talk about it in this format you know like and kind of go oh like let's talk about the album and stuff because the whole like uh, modus operandi was the project was just you and I hanging out, having fun making music, and I think hopefully that shows. Do you think it, like we captured that sort of fun thing? Yeah, like uh, it, I can always really tell when I'm having fun on a recording, and yeah, that that comes through quite a lot on 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 these. Like it's it makes me quite happy to hear them all. <laughs> yeah. Even the ones yeah. where I'm singing. I hate hearing myself sing. And yet I can still listen to some of these like uh, where I'm singing. It's just because like, you know what? We're having a bit of a giggle. It, it, it's, it's a vibe. I like it. Yeah. I mean, it's, like there are points where we like laugh on the on the tracks and stuff like that. Because like we like I said, we were literally in the same room, weren't we? We were just like, like cracking jokes or like making faces or something. Or somebody would play something unexpected. Um, and honestly, it, it, it was the happiest music making experience like just because that was the first one i started doing with like like friends or family or whatever and we made this album together and it was just kind of like oh music can be like this you know like whereas i've been recording by myself for so long i mean you've been in more sort of like much more collaborative writing projects than i have so i think it maybe was a bit more normal for you i guess i mean uh yeah i've been in more like band projects and things like that and more life projects but uh Recording projects, I tend to record by myself as well. Like, there's been one exception to that, which was a lot of fun, but I was very much playing the parts I was directed to play, which is great. They were great parts, and they served the song well. But this had, like I was saying earlier, it's that mad thing of like, okay, cool, so we've got the acoustic guitars down. Um, Tell you what, you play a synthesizer, and I'm going to play a guitar through 18 pedals. Or like, uh, you know what this track needs? It needs vibra uh, slap. <laughs> like, just reverse vibra slap. Come on, bring it on. <laughs> I remember when you bought that to the um, the overdub day we booked, and you pulled it out. I was like, what's that for? 
and you were like, I've got, it's got, it's going to go in the middle of this one song. I was like, oh, that'd be so cool. And then I think we reversed the vibraslap too. Do you remember? And it like kind of, as well as it coming forward, it goes backwards and like kind of goes into a chorus or something. But yes, this is exactly the kind of thing that I love. Just that sort of like, uh, that sort of 70s ethos of like, okay, we've got the tools. Now let's see what's the weirdest thing we can do with these tools. <laughs> <laughs> definitely I, th- I think that's kind of what makes um what kind of allows us to overcome the budget constraints a little bit because like we didn't record it's worth saying by the way that we didn't record in like a studio studio um we recorded the drums in a place called the minehead eye which is essentially like a recreational leisure ground with like kind of um climbing rocks and things like that and there's a small music bit at the back where you can just go in and bash the drums so we just set up like that drum kit there shoddy drum kit that's been played by a thousand people and you bought your bass amp and i think you played my bronco bass yes uh that we couldn't hear properly over the backing track like we had to play the backing tracks and monitor ourselves <laughs> with so much clipping and distortion because oh yeah because we, we could i don't know why but we couldn't uh like uh amp it up properly so like yes so like even though we were, it was coming out clean, like it had the effect of making us go a little bit nuts on some of the tracks. <laughs> like uh, oh. when we get to it, "Cruel and Ruthless Sea," like the ending of that, I think it was entirely influenced by. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my god, I'd forgot about that completely until you... yeah. So what it was is our headphones couldn't go loud enough. So the only solution, because obviously we need to play over a drum kit and a loud bass amp. So what I did is I put a limiter on the master channel which is what you do at the very end and i just turned it up as high as it could go which obviously destroys the audio quality and just like this gritty noise but i forgot we did that and actually listening back i'm like how did we get it's something resembling a good take you know <laughs> like it's kind of it's that sort of us against the problem let's go nuts with it mentality which i just <laughs> absolutely love on this project oh it's it's so much fun same i mean and also like i think we egg each other on quite a lot like i think that was a big part of what i enjoyed about we bring like, out the worst this. in each other <laughs> <laughs> i mean like I, I like jumping around a little bit but i remember when we were recording the vocals you had this real ethos which you which you brought to your vocals and you like kind of tried to tell me and like encourage me to do which was like imagine you're singing to someone have i got that right and just like really emote the song yeah my my default thing for when i'm trying to get a good vocal take is imagine i'm singing the song on stage in a musical to another character what am i trying to emote ah that's the that's the theater uni coming out that's that's my acting degree darlings Declan Kitchener, I mean... BA. <laughs> i mean you've got to do it because you know i, I think that helped a lot because i mean that, that's the big difference as well is when we book a space we can record and make noise in it's a lot easier to kind of like because we were like yelling um backing vocals and lead vocals and stuff and i think that's a lot easier recording a pub (laughs) yes the pub the pub the pub (laughs) i think it's not what you think (laughs) the pub was i think maybe my proudest thing that we did together it was just like create about 50 people singing in unison and it sounded like a pub it was crazy 
and doing all the background voices as well, like the people who weren't listening, the people who kind of knew the words, the people who were the diehards. Like uh, I showed that to a couple of people, and they go, "Oh yeah, where did you record that?" It's like we made it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like us. that. That was Why kind do you of think an... there are no women there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we try. I tried to do some ladies' voices. I don't know. If I you tried did, to pitch I, my I... voice up, but it doesn't go up very high. <laughs> I, uh, I did a few poop poopy doos and stuff, but I wow. I remember. I remember um, that was sort of an extension of what we'd done before, in terms of backing vocals. Like, because what we do with backing vocals quite often, and you, I got this from you. There was something you did. Is you. You record a backing vocal, then you record the same part again and the same part again. But each time you do a slightly different voice, or I like put on a bit of a character, or like maybe you talk like this, or maybe you talk like this, and then all of those stacked up together as as like a compressed stack of overdubs. It, it just sounds like a crowd of people, even if it was just you. So when you're doing it, it sounds very stupid. It sounds like you're going, and eh, now we're doing this. Oh, now we're doing this. And eh, now we're doing this. But then when you put them all together, it sounds glorious. <laughs> yes. It it really does. It's like almost it shouldn't work, but it does. And we did that on a ton of the songs. And like I said, the, the most gospel proudly... choir as well. Oh, oh yeah, the gospel choir. Oh yeah, as if he just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I uh, I can't remember. This is I, we didn't even talk about this, but I was just thinking. I wonder what the first song written on the album was, like in chronological order, because I know that "Pick Up the Phone" was the last, and we could talk um, about that if you like. But I was trying to think, what's the first? Uh, I think a lot of mine come from later on in the run uh, of my songs. Uh, it might. Oh no, "Glimpses." I think was my third song of uh, the okay. challenge. Okay, and uh, I think for me, Death Sentence was pretty early on, so... Which we put last, clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Hide It at the Back. Which, uh, uh. It, ironic way, like uh, Early Riser, which um, is the opening track, was my penultimate track. It was written on the last day. It was like um, that and Late to Bed were a pair, but Early Riser is my penultimate song, and we put it on first. Oh, yeah. Symmetry. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Exactly. <laughs> Early <laughs> but, Riser is the key to all this. <laughs> I like how, um, just to point out like the obvious, I guess people probably got, already got this, but um, Early Riser and Late to Bed, um, kind of, not exactly, but they kind of bookend the album and they're very much like about the same topic. I think you spoke about this last year. but Yes, they were, they were intended to be a pair. I had the titles before I had the songs. Um, so I... I think initially, I remember when we were discussing what songs were going to be on the album, like Early Riser wasn't on there and we had 11 songs. I think I was a bit cheeky and I said to you, tell you what, should we stick on, uh, should we stick on Early Riser and make it an even 12? <laughs> and I was like, you said oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, you're rubbing your hands together and going, good. Good. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, we should talk about this actually because I remember, yeah. So you said, can we stick on Early Riser and make it an even, an even 12? Meaning that there was a song, there's been some moving around. So I had the song End of the Line, um, which we recorded everything for, drums, bass, guitar, just loads of overdubs. And we went to do vocals and we recorded all the vocals and I got it back and I didn't like my performance in the least. So we dropped that 
and then we I, added something I on I thought later it was on, very we'll good. I thought it was very good. We'll, we'll release it on the Schnookums anthology one day. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just me being self-conscious, but it was definitely the most, like, angry, screamy song. Not screamy like metal, but, you know, just, like, kind of had some guts to it, you know, and I guess I was shy about the performance or something. I think also, like, um, it was very much the odd song out. Like, uh, we have got some heavy rockers and things on here, but, like, most of it is, like, a really positive spirit. Or, like, yeah. uh, if it's not positive, at least it's upbeat. And that one was kind of like a yeah, it's like I like it. I really like it. But if you if you weren't feeling the best of it, then yeah, I think um, I think that would be the one to have gone. But it's a shame. I do like it. We need to put it on another project one day, though. So then we were down to ten or eleven or something, and then we we thought we were done because we'd recorded everything. At which point we recorded, we wrote Pick Up The Phone. Our first song that we've ever written together. And I'm really proud of it. So am I. I think it's something we should do more of in the future. Um, but it's, also, it's also kind of like the perfect schnookum song in a way. It's I like know what you poppy, mean. It's yeah. poppy, upbeat, it's got a couple of weird quirks in it. It shares the vocals, which we don't do a lot of the time, but it's, it's nice to have it there. And just, yeah, it's... Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm just really proud of it. I'm proud of my performances on it, and I'm proud of your performances on it. Very good yeah. performances on it. Likewise, I think... I've been waiting ever patient. Oh, the riff. Oh, come on, the riff. Oh, um, but... The riff. But, um, no, I, I think... <laughs> I think uh, that one, like you say, kind of encapsulates the whole, what we kind of did on the rest of the album, like, capsuled into one song. And I like that it it's a definite showcase of both of our personalities and also like the kind of um where they intersect as well if you know what i mean like it's, it's a cool recording and it's like one of those ones that was easy to do because it came together so so quickly i mean we wrote it in an evening um well we we're just trading verses essentially like um because uh i think the chorus is the both of us uh but then when we sing we're singing the words that we wrote we wrote them with each other but <laughs> <laughs> like uh like it's just this it's it's this lovely thing of just uh you know this this is my bit it slots into your bit they fit together fantastic right we got a song definitely definitely it's like um it's kind of like when two rappers feature on a track and they both do like a 16 each and they overlap so like you get like these two different voices to to listen to and like they both are saying something different but like they tie together in certain ways so I don't know that one. Um, we should definitely like try that again in future. I think like writing in the same room, but that wasn't even I... on purpose. I think we were just watching a big star documentary um, at mine after a day of recording, and then I just picked up the guitar and started playing the riff, just noodling, and then we sort of started kind of developing it. Because I think I was singing over it. Um... <laughs> oh yeah and also you grabbed a piece of paper i remember and i was like ah he's writing so i didn't stop playing but and then yeah <laughs> yeah ah he's creating damn okay uh. <laughs> <laughs> but it came it came together quick because it was one of those ones where the verse like the verse guitar part and what the, ver the verse was doing lyrically and melodically vocal melody wise was the same thing so but it was so fast paced that it, we kind of almost had to alternate otherwise we'd both have to 
otherwise if one of us wrote the lyrics it would have taken us ages because it was like ding 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 it's like that's so many words you know also i don't think either of us has the breath to do the whole thing no no i mean i actually honestly just like for the record i uh struggled breathing recording my verses because i did my we did our verses separately on this one it's the only one we really kind of worked together on ironically and um yeah, it was very difficult. <laughs> I had to kind of record it, you know, like in uh, Keep Yourself Alive, where like Freddie's vocals are sort of overlapping themselves at the beginning and end. Yeah. I had to do that so that you get the tail ah. of one hitting the start of the other. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I, I think I did the same, but with like eight bars or something, just because, yeah, it's hard enough to remember the lyrics on a song like that, but... But yeah, it was it was a proud moment, and uh, I don't know. Another proud moment for me was that bass run on um, "Figure Me Out." The doom do 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 just like playing oh, yeah. that. I think that was I think that was one of the first songs that we tracked together, uh, mm. in uh, as bass and drums, and it was just that moment of like, okay, right, we said we we're gonna do this, but it's you know we've recorded together before, but like, is this gonna work? Is he gonna like what? I'm doing to his song mm. and then you're sort of playing that and just smiling at each other like yeah yeah this will work <laughs> yeah that that's the thing there is that sort of like doubt was like okay I really hope we sort of like have that synergy because there's always the chance you won't musically speaking um but it worked so well yeah and there was those there were those points where quite the opposite of that fear there were moments where I'd like look over and we'd be recording and you'd be playing something on one of the songs I wrote and you'd be playing something on bass which like counterpointed it or like made it even more interesting and it was just the funnest thrill to just go like ah oh, this is this is it you know this is that feeling that you kind of try to go after musically yes yeah, it's, it's that moment of like he's happy i'm happy this sounds <laughs> sick here we go <laughs> yeah yeah i mean and i think uh there was there was a definite like thing where we were trying to bring out the best in each other's writing as well like when we were tracking so like you know you'd suggest kind of that i go maybe a little bit further in terms of like distortion or or balls to the wall energy or something in my songs and uh i think i added maybe a little bit more i don't know ornate tuned percussion or whatever to some of your songs you know like i think that was a lovely crossover because that's what i bring to a project ornate percussion (laughs) It's it's kind of odd, like listening to us on the podcast. Like uh, you might expect me being the Queen fan to be like going, okay, we'll do fifteen thousand harmonies on here. We'll make everything like uh, over there. We'll put ten guitars over there. We'll put like you know all the instruments over there. What I found was kind of the opposite. Like I, I feel that you were the one who's going pushing. Like oh yeah yeah, let's make this the biggest thing we can possibly make. And I was always at there just going like, um, should we, should we cut these back just mm. a little? And then just have, save them for later. Save them for that little, that little something. Yeah, that's that's really true. I think <laughs> you would assume that you you'd be the one going. Let's do loads of overdubs, but the opposite way around. And I remember one thing. I literally just remembered this. One thing you kept saying while we were recording is like, I I would say, oh, let's add this synth part in uh, on you know verse one. And oh, isn't this cool? Isn't this a cool sound? And then you'd go, I like it, but let's have it later in the song. So like most of like the uh, flowery ornamental bits or whatever you like, you know, would be at the latter half of the song. So it's like more track heavy at the at the end, 
which I thought was a really interesting way of doing it. And it creates a bit more interest. Well, it's kind of also like we're we're trying to make. I think you've said this before. This Kate Bush uh, quote, like uh, when you're making music, the thing that you have to change is like texture and time or something like that. And it's just like mm. we're we're creative enough. I feel not to big myself up too much. Uh, I will need to do some serious self-deprecation after this because <laughs> I'm being way too kind to myself. But I feel we're creative enough to make some interesting textures, and I think we have. And I, I think it's like it's the thing of like I'm really proud of this project, so I really want to maximize the potential of everything that we're doing within the confines that we've set ourselves. Absolutely, yeah, I completely agree. Um, one of the uh... One of the best things about how it all kind of came together. But yeah, kind of like taking it to like the best level we possibly could. And I, th I think what really kind of struck me about the way we tried to get all these different textures, like you say, on the record and kind of interesting textures, that's, that sort of thing. I think it just came from the fact that we both are people who really enjoy listening to records rather than like, aren't we great musicians or whatever. It was more just like, we know what makes a good rock album. And so we did our best to try and, like, maybe get somewhere near that and, like, have those interesting sounds come in, but maybe not be too, um, too samey throughout. You know what I mean? Also, like, it was also the thing of what will be funny. Like, not to try mm. and turn them into comedy songs, but, like, if we were going to do something silly, like, it's just, what would just make this just a little funnier? Like <laughs> little random mm. ad libs or like little random sound effects or just the <laughs> chatter. I love the fact that we've got like uh, some chatter on all of these songs. Uh, it really lends to the vibe. I completely agree. It's so cool and it's and it's genuine too. It's not like um, I think that's the nice thing about not recording in a studio, um, you know, a professional studio, is that you're just by yourselves. You know, like. There's no one else around that you have to feel conscious about and you can just kind of like have fun in a, in a real way. And I think that influenced the way the takes came as well. Like, I, I think like a lot of my guitar parts, just speaking for myself, weren't like perfect. And if I was by myself, I think I would have been like, OK, right, I'll go back and I'll try and get that bridge a bit tighter. But the fact that there are all these like moments of like laughter and chatter and like kind of interplay, it just makes the whole thing like, oh, that's so cool. I'm glad that it's like perfectly imperfect i guess yeah it's that, it's that um sort of just it brings a little more humanity to proceedings also like i can't speak for you but i know that it sounds stupid to say it but like you kind of forget the mics are still going after you do a take mm. like it's <laughs> it's incredibly silly but you stop playing the song and then you think all oh, right i'll just have a quick chat with my mate rog here and the mics are still on aren't they oh Ah, yes. And then you got the the end of a conversation or something and uh, uh yeah, there were loads of things like that. I remember one, I was listening to um the uh the well I was, I was mixing and mastering uh a few of the songs the other day and I came across the Irish goodbye solo and there was this little bit where I'm talking and I was like, what am I saying? Because it's been a you know a while since we recorded it. I was listening back to it and I was going I like to give myself these little challenges just before I start singing again. Yes, yes, it's I at the end of your was, solo, isn't do you, it? Do you remember, do you remember yeah. what it was that I was the challenge I gave myself? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it like uh, something to do with like your um, uh, overdub with the uh, glockenspiel? 
No, what it was is I had to get back to the microphone in time to sing verse three. But what I did was I'd, I'd run over to the table and I ate a chocolate hobnob and I had the whole thing in my mouth and I, I had to chew it and swallow it oh, and yeah. run over to the mic <laughs> and sing, sing the third verse. Oh, oh we are very serious musicians. Oh. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. If you had like a studio engineer around who like looked all prim and proper... I don't think you'd be, you know, sorry I got biscuit crumbs on your, you know, microphone, but. <laughs> oh, but there are lovely little moments like that, like uh, Cruel and Ruthless Sea, um, where, like, uh, I think at one point uh, I was saying something in the quiet, earnest chorus and just off mic, I just went, says you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, it's still in there. <laughs> that's, that, that's one that makes me laugh, like, without fail every time I hear it. Says it's you. subtle enough that, that you might only hear it, like, the second or third time, but, like, once you hear it, it's just like, yeah, there it is. <laughs> I, what I like, too, is, like, those moments where we messed around or, like, kind of did something we, quote-unquote, like, wouldn't normally be supposed to do i think it opened the door up more wider and wider to like experimenting more so if somebody came up with the idea of let's try i don't know i think we put masking tape on the piano keys at one point uh, i think a couple of times that's on braveheart i believe braveheart yeah and i think maybe um all i was passing me by but could be wrong i know um, there are attacks on the piano or like um push pins on uh, glimpses to give it that old timey feel Mm, that was a um I, I read I've never I don't know what song it's on, but I read that the Beatles did that. That's where I got the idea. Um do you know what song they Sounds did that funny. on? Um Would it have been something of Pepper? Possibly, yeah. Or maybe actually thinking about it, maybe it was an article I read that like erroneously said that they had tax on the strings for the In My Life solo, whereas actually it was like they very speeded That's the whole thing down speed, with George Martin. Yeah, George Martin just played it slowly and then they did the tape back up. But anyway, that's completely beside the point. But um, we did put tax on the piano and it kind of like, every time we did something like that, it kind of opened the door wider. We were just like, let's try more things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, d I do like on glimpses that uh, it's you singing it because uh, that's a song that I wrote originally. We sort of like... Uh, had another look at the lyrics to try and make it coherent and it was just like you know what this just doesn't suit my voice that much roger you sing it <laughs> <laughs> i mean i i love my vocal performance on that song and that is not hubris or whatever because you'll never hear me say that about my vocal performances because i'm very like self-critical but singing on that one it reminded me of what brian may said about soloing writing a solo for somebody else's song that he didn't write somebody else wrote he said, like, it's just such a joy and it's just come so easy. And I think that kind of goes for singing someone else's words and tune, too. Because you, I don't know, it almost feels like it's a different experience, you know. And you did the same for um, the song we didn't include, End of the Line. When I didn't like my vocal, I think we tried your vocal, too. Uh, yeah, like, um, I, I quite enjoyed doing that. Like, it, it's rare that I get to be that shouty, even on my own songs. Um, again, we'll include that version on the Schnookums uh, anthology one day. Uh... <laughs> Your vocal was better than mine on, on that, but still, it didn't quite make the cut just because the song was a little too out of place just on the track list, I felt. But anyway. But yeah, it's that sort of uh, like idea of like, okay, it's not about what 
like it's my song so it goes this way it's like what makes the song better mm. like uh i decide oh your guitars on that song sound immense <laughs> love that sort of <laughs> slow funk like a wah wah like and just how we've split up that chorus and everything like that's that's really lovely i'm really quite proud of that so am i that that was a really fun one and i think part of it is like like you say like it's not about your song or my song it's just getting the best out of the song kind of giving the song the service it deserves and with that one i think because you were doing so much of the integral core guitar work on that song it was really just a case of filling the gaps and kind of we, we just bought like a bag of pedals, guitar pedals, to where we were recording. And Most of them yours. Yeah, <laughs> like but it was I bought so... a treble booster. <laughs> what did we use? We used just like a quick rundown distortion, phaser, flanger, wah-wah, spring reverb, uh, analog delay, chorus, chorus. tremolo. Like you already said, treble booster, um, octaver. Uh, pitch shifter and all these different things and like we just like I said went further and further and further and for that one it was just like plug in the wah wah and the phase pedal and kind of it it was that song was kind of my excuse to go to a sort of <laughs> funky wah wah place I don't normally go as a guitarist it's fun. Well, I always describe that song when I play it live as sad disco and you got the vibe <laughs> like completely <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like wah wah but with like a really sad chordal melody <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a 70s porno soundtrack but like the plumber arrives and he goes hi i'm just really not feeling well today <laughs> I, I just had a lot on my plate you know can we just talk i'm really not in the mood <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh dear i do like uh how some of them changed just from the demos to like the process of recording them changed them. My whole life has passed me by is a key example where like the original song is just piano all the way through. And mm. then like um uh just halfway through the recording the drums, we just decided to go hard on it. I need the sunlight to I don't know why. <laughs> and it just ended up being this very meatloaf sounding thing. It's just like, yeah, yeah, this is really cool. <laughs> yes. No, and that just was putting, such a like, cool the thing. gospel choir in the middle. Yeah. But it's that lovely moment where you just hit the guitar chord and you're not doing much, but it just sounds awesome. <laughs> oh, man. I, I can't tell you what an incredible experience that was because, like you say, went from piano ballad. I mean, if you've listened to the show before, you know what kind of piano ballads I write. Just very almost straight ahead but i i had this kind of ethos like privately in my head of like okay i'm collaborating with Declan, Declan's collaborating with me i'm gonna try not to have my guard up because it's i think sometimes with your own songs it, as, when i was younger not anymore but like it could be difficult to kind of go hang on it's like this is my piano ballad or whatever whereas with this project i think just we put everything like that aside and you were like okay the bridge should be a gospel choir and like you said we just found ourselves playing the rest of the song in this really hard hitting way and uh it's it's so cool to see it like evolve in front of you i guess yeah just like it, it's it's one thing to sort of say like okay right this should be like this kind of vibe and then when you start playing you start discovering something it's just like 
<gasps> wow. Like, Death Sentence, that was one. Like, I worked out a bass part for it and I thought, oh, I hope Roger likes this. And then you started playing along to it and then we took it quieter and more intricate. And just that one, I think, became particularly for you, but I think that became like quite a uh, like a little show off piece of like, OK, let's just throw everything at this one. And just yeah. try and make it the best little recording that we can make it. If I die aimlessly, the stone on my grave reads nothing without your love. And it's a lovely little recording. It's on its first day of school today. It's out there in the world. But I think in terms of like, if you ask me which song on this I'm I most proud of my musicianship on, it would be Death Sentence. I think everything you played on this is great. I mean, just like, even if you just look at the bass line, like not to sound like too, too self-congratulatory, but I, I listened to that bass line on that song and the stuff you did in that is just really cool um it just works so well and i think also like you say to make it the best recording we could there was an element of like where do different layers come in and how how, almost how layered can we make it so there are loads of different things going on and loads of different instruments at the same time but we kind of i don't know i feel like we chipped away at that one and honed it a lot more than maybe some of the more rocky straightforward songs but even like when we were just doing the drum and the bass track we had there was a very different ethos to that one yeah which was odd because i think i played mallets on just the toms mostly and it's just this like this different tombra to it it's just like okay right that one's cool that one's the cool one i'm proud of everything we've done today but that (laughs) one's cool (laughs) contrast that with something with late to bed where it's just like okay thrash the chords out as hard as you can here we go (laughs) Mm. but it works it works definitely i mean i think the death sentence thing because we were playing softer we didn't have to have the backing track so loud so i think it allowed us to like mellow out a little bit more and just sort of uh record something a bit more but then it's different it's interesting how like different stages of the process were when the sort of magic like oh it's working kicked in like the drums and bass section for a lot of the songs was just foundational because you need that to build upon. But when we got to some of the guitar parts, like you said, like, um, ah, uh, I can't remember, but wait a sec. But when, yeah, when we got to the guitar parts, we started to like work out the parts together and like who's playing which tone and just sort of like, you know, oh, should I play the, play the distorted part on this if you're playing the clean part on the chorus and just figuring out almost like how to engineer as we went through because we were recording guitars at the same time. No surprise was like that for me. Like uh, I was proud of my bass part, but it's really once we started layering up all those guitars, uh, it's like, oh yeah, no, this this has got some nice texture to it. This this is really working now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it, as particularly as you start to like build up the chordal stuff, you know, like you add the bass and then you add the guitar and then you add the piano, and all of a sudden you got this kind of picture of like, oh, that is the song, but like in a new glory because like the last time you heard it was like the the demo. Uh, stage and uh one thing i liked was um we tried a few unusual instruments as well like um on the cruel and ruthless sea um we kind of for some parts of the song i feel like we went for sort of like an almost skiffle type of sound and for that we used for for most of the song we went for a skiffle sound and then we promptly did something else by the end (laughs) i love the way that changes at the end it's hilarious (laughs) 
<laughs> it's just like it, if if you were making like a purely commercial pop recording, you would not do that. But it's just funnier to do that, I think, on that song. Yeah, exactly, and that was the nice thing. Like we didn't kind of we're re- releasing it completely independently, so you know it's not like anyone's like, hang on a second, you can't do that or whatever. But uh, we used a um, a guitar that I built with my dad, which is um, made out of an old oil can with like a, a neck on it and it's like a three string oil can thing and that kind of has that sort of like banjo type of vibe to it I need to find the perfect spot from where I can begin to chip away at armor plating I need to find a way to say that you need in some self-care mm. okay it's, it's just it's not in there much but it just adds that little bit of texture but then that's where we were doing things as well. Like for most of the song, we're playing that on like a regular dreadnought size guitar. And then just for the quiet chorus, we switch to my half size guitar just to make it sound really small before it mm. goes really big. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I think there was a ton of that type of like using what we have around us to get the sound we're after because I think we use like we use like two overheads on the drums and kick and snare. So really minimal. We DI'd and I think we just DI'd the bass. And then for everything else, we just used two vocal mics. For every, I mean, like for the guitars, for the percussion, for the everything else. And um, I think we had to be a bit more creative because we had like one mic to use, basically. Yeah. And like with our preset thing of like recording two at a time, it wouldn't. I think we, I think we might have tried at one point uh on a later overdub for death sentence to like do two things around a a two mics around a single guitar but it, it, you don't need it really like for that mm. and just like it's part of embracing the limitation of it like okay how can we make this sound really cool mm. with you know what we've got to work with here i think there was a, a big sort of um feeling in the whole recording process of like making ourselves make choices and have fun so like rather than sweating over something for like because i mean if you're recording a guitar part it can sit i mean for me but definitely it can sit on my hard drive for like three or four months while i'm just like tinkering with it or not just ignoring you know ignoring it or whatever but when you're together in the room and you've got a certain amount of time that you got booked and you're having fun together there's just this thing of like yeah yeah that'll do that's cool but let me move the mic here and uh, yeah yeah that's cool and then you make a silly noise and then off you go you know it's just such a quicker more immediate sound you get exactly and it, it sort of helps that these are mostly quite high energy songs like uh other than early riser and death sentence most of them have a bit of a drive to them even something like uh, Irish Goodbye, which is quite quiet for the most part, I'd sort of kick in with like an Elvis Costello, what I call an Elvis Costello sort of like build before the uh, before the choruses. And it's just like moments like that. It's like, yeah, cool. This that this sounds really fun. This just sounds like yes. the kind of thing that I want to be doing. Yes, definitely, definitely. And there were so many moments like that where we just kind of agreed on a guitar part or like the vo- we tried a different thing with the vocals we had backing vocals where we went this is the type of record we want to be making and it's just it was, it was a great feeling and to kind of like share that experience was i don't know kind of new and uh really valuable to me because I, I mean even like with the my other collaborative project um pea green boat i did that with um my friend and vocalist uh friend my vocalist friend um joe o'neill but we kind of do that remotely and it's still cool and everything and like I really enjoy it, but 
like being in the same room and kind of deciding on like parts for each other's songs was a whole new ball ball well game. p green p green boat as an outsider has quite a lot of thought and effort put into it it's very structured and like you create these great soundscapes in some cases and like it's very much experimental in the way of like what can these songs be at their most extreme like uh what's your old phrase like if less is more what's more gonna be <laughs> like, and there's so much from what i can see from the outside there's just so much thought that goes into each record and each song whereas with us it's just like right get it out come on quick go 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 but i i think i think that's like there's so many pros to doing it that way like wouldn't you agree like just that thing of like let's not sit with it for ages let's just kind of like get the music down and kind of then the music happens on the same day that the energy is there to make it you know and i think that kind of creates this really immediate sounding record yeah because we did work out little bits beforehand like i know i worked out roughly what i was doing on the bass beforehand but that did change on the day it's like um i think for end of the line for example like i worked out like just what i was doing and then just halfway through just started playing bass chords because why not um, yeah <laughs> Kind of just throwing away the blueprint. Yeah, and just sort of that moment of like, okay, this isn't what I prepped. Should we give it a go? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, definitely. I mean, I honestly, I can tell you this now because, you know, uh, the album's done, but I listened to the songs, obviously, before we recorded the drums, but mostly I just kind of went in and just tried stuff. Because, like, my first take of all the songs was so much different to my final take on the songs. It's just... I just knew we were going to develop the bit, the rhythm section together on the day, so I just almost left it aside. Well, I mean, like, uh, the same, but, like, uh, I had to come up with some sort of melody, and then when I heard what you were doing on the drums, it's either like, okay, I'll lean more into this aspect of it, or like, you know what? That sounds cool. Let's try something different here. Mm. I think, not to sound too, like, over the top or whatever, but there's almost like a third force when you're recording with another person, which is like, there's the two of you with your ideas and your songs and your musical knowledge, but there's also like, there were times when we'd be recording, we both went, oh my God, what was that? You know, like, and there's, there's, there's that kind of unexpected mystery of like, oh, cool, let's go in that direction, you know? Oh, just like little, like, uh, happenstances, like almost errors, but then they become features. Like for me, um, late to bed, there was just this wonderful feedback noise, uh, on one of the breaks. And then just, we spent an entire day with a delay pedal mucking about with sounds, trying to, on our overdub day, trying to get these really cool little like, like those kind of noises. Yes. In the rest of those gaps, because it was like, Okay, that first one was really cool, but we didn't do it for any of the others. Let's yeah. add some more. <laughs> oh, that was so cool. Yeah, and that, again, just embracing that kind of um, unexpectedness is, is fantastic. I think we did the same sort of thing on uh, My Whole Life Is Passing Me By, because I think we started adding... Because we did the backing vocals quite often, just like you and me around the mic, then, like I said before, overdub, 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 and like try different voices, and then comp them all together. Um, but... Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, but with that one, I think you heard a gospel choir in your head and you were just like, go more in that direction. And before we knew it, we had like a proper full of sounding like, ah, it sort of sounded fantastic. 
But that was a beautiful little thing of like you have that moment of like something quite impressive before like the song just stops and you hear like the sticks fall to the ground. Oh, <laughs> Which yeah. I remember you saying like, shall we edit that out? It's just like, no, leave it in, leave it in, leave it in, leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, it's it's great as well because like with that song uh, in particular, I remember it, it really impacted the way I was going to record the vocal and deliver the vocal performance because like I say, because it was oh, a piano. yes it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And I think I said to you at one point as well, should I cut that ad, ad lib out? Because I thought that that was literally just me, like, sc- screwing around, just, like, trying to make you laugh. And you were like, no, no, keep it, it's good. So, um... Uh, so anything that makes me laugh, keep it in the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you can relate to this, but I I'd certainly found, like, it was just so much more of a sort of uh, exp- exploration of, of a production recording process than it would be by myself like i'm sure you've had that with your albums too but certainly with mine it's been like i've always got kind of a straight face you know what i mean when i'm recording my own stuff because i'm by myself i'm you know not giggling or anything like that and so it's a it, it brings out a different part of your personality and that i think shows in the recording and part of that was just having the space and someone else to try ideas with like for example i know early riser i think we put like a harmony at the end of the song I was sort of thinking like, okay, you know what would be really cool? Could you just go on the other side of the room to the mic and yell that harmony as loud as you can? And it creates Mm. this wonderful echo. It's just like, we have the space to do this. And I have a friend who can do the harmony, who can do this. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And there were were some cool things on like, uh, for example, just looking down the list. Um, Late to Bed was one where because you already had the chords and the lyrics and the melody sorted because you wrote that song i had this wonderful opportunity once we got to the vocal vocals to only focus on the harmonies so it was interesting to add harmonies to a song that i hadn't written and it must have been kind of like a bit nerve-wracking for you to kind of see me stacking harmonies on um some of the choruses that you obviously cared about you know i mean like i i love your harmony vocals. I think at one point I went out to make a cup of coffee and said, right, okay, stack those harmonies, I'll be right back, Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> like they're like they're palettes or something. <laughs> but no, it's it's that wonderful thing of like I can't do that. And I really like the fact that they're on my song now. Or like the song that I wrote and I got to play with you. Mm. And like it's it's the only frustrating thing is that I can't do that in return. The only thing I can do is like, what if you try that one there? Try that one there. What if you tried that one there? I come to like the armchair harmony guy. <laughs> <laughs> but that that is the va- I think that's the I know what you're saying, but that's the valuable thing is that thing where, you know, when you've said you said so many times, like you just said, like try this harmony here. Not that you're like gonna go to the mic and record it, but you just say try this, and it's a it's a melodic idea or shape that I never would have considered in a million years. But for you, it's front of mind because you were inspired in that moment. And then, you know, we go with it. And all of a sudden, the song takes on this dimension it never would have had otherwise. It's so cool. Uh, it, it is just that wonderful little moment of, like, when it's done and you hear the mix back at the end of the day or, like, the rough tracking. It's just like, yeah, even though this is unpolished, I know this will work. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. Um, and I think unpolished, but fun, 
is so much better than perfect and shiny and clinical and whatever. Um, I mean, you'll probably have noticed, like, since that recording session, I've been saying to, like, to you and Josh and, like, other people as well, just, like, do you want to go, do you want to record? Do you want to record a song? Do you want to develop this song? Do you want to try this project? Do you want to record this video here? Because that's the new, that's the new better way to do it. Like, and it's, it's just, and all it is is just being with your friends, you know? It's great. That's kind of my favorite musical memories are always the memories where like I'm writing or I'm creating or I'm playing with friends. Mm. Like uh, mm. I, I I've got some great memories of me playing by myself, uh, like to to audiences and like cool moments where I realize oh that's a cool trick that work, but nothing quite beats the experience of making music with a friend in any capacity. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's it's really been a, a cool learning process for me. Um, yeah, and it's I don't know. It sounds kind of like false to say because like we're doing the podcast about it, but it's genuinely thrilling that it's out and it's kind of uh, and not that it's out necessarily, but just that we saw it to completion. You know that it's that we can listen to it and it's kind of like a snapshot of last year. It's, it's cool. Well, just as someone who's been trying to get you in a band together since <laughs> twenty fifteen. It's nice to know that it, it it only takes eight years to get you to do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but remember though, remember though, because I'm damaged goods, you see. So you know, gotta expect it. No, I'm joking. No, for from now on, it'll just be like, yeah, let's do it. You know. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it, it it is wonderful to just to say that I managed to do that with my mate, and it's done. Yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. Mega. It's cool. I mean, and also I think like we'll be doing more as well like um after today after this podcast record we're going to be discussing an ep and i just think i i, I don't know about Ooh. you but we'll be doing more stuff definitely because it's just a dynamic that works really well and we've got a we'll brilliant doing band more name. of the podcast as well exactly exactly and um i mean what a band name schnookums just Schnookums. come on i remember that i suggested that to you uh like in a joke, like, uh, I think the reason I suggested it to you, A, because it's an inherently funny word, but B, <laughs> because if we ever have an argument, if we ever take this too seriously, one of us has to say to the other, look, I, I don't think you value schnookums anymore. <laughs> like, You're not schnookums has just become about the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I love it. And Maybe think... you not what's best for schnookums. <laughs> Maybe Snookums could survive just fine without you. <laughs> it doesn't work. It's like a there's too much of a gap between being angry and saying the word Snookums. It just doesn't work. <laughs> oh. But that's good. I think that oh. like that that almost sums up the whole like process to me. Is like don't take it too seriously, or else we'll have to talk about <laughs> you're not taking Snookums seriously enough. <laughs> but like also like with the name of the record, Attaboy. I like that, that spirit of like, yeah, go get him, boy. Oh, yeah, we haven't even mentioned Attaboy. that. Attaboy. Yeah, yeah I, I like that. Attaboy. Oh, man, and um, just a little peek behind the um, curtain for the album artwork. We were working with one album cover of, like, two dogs, one of them looking excitedly through a fence for ages, and we designed it, and, like, I drew it up and everything, and, like, we got it to a good stage but i don't think either of us we neither of us ever said like this is so cool what a great piece of artwork or whatever we were just like yeah that's the artwork but then we redesigned it um with if you've listened to some of the album by now or seen it on 
on socials or anything like that. Um, it's uh, it's just a bone on a blue background, which I think is so much like a funnier, sillier, stronger image than the complicated one we had before. Yeah, it's like before we were piling gag on gag on gag on gag, and this one's just like, okay, it's a bone. There we go. It's strong. <laughs> it's funny. Mind you, the conversations we had about what colour the background should be. <laughs> oh my god, we got software involved and everything. Yeah, it's just like, okay, which shade of orange would you like? None of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think in a vain attempt to sort of make a new piece of artwork, one night I... Because we had like the dog attaboy type of general thing, concept. And then I sat down and I just started like drawing stuff and grabbing stuff from the internet. And I found a picture of... um, What's his name? That guy from Tom and Jerry, the dog. I, I don't know. I'm not that much of a Tom and Jerry aficionado. Uh, anyway, whatever his name, it doesn't matter. But he has this bone. So I, I photoshopped the bone and I made a pile of bones. And I went, boy, there's a pile of bones. Send that to you. And you said, what if there was just one bone? And I was like, that yeah. is it's genius. That <laughs> it's, it's genius. So just a bone. A bone. And uh, yeah. And bone. <laughs> But I kind of like that. It's distinct from all your other projects. It's distinct from what I've done. It's a nice, strong image. And it it, it ties in with the concept. It also ties in with some other artwork that uh, that we might have to show you. Ooh. Ooh. Well, may as well <laughs> may as well bring it up, I guess. Um, to, yeah. So, today... Oh, we, should, we, should, we should, like, insert us saying this, like, earlier in the episode, shouldn't we? That, like, it's... Do we say the album's out today? I did say the album is out today, yes. Okay, cool. My bad, my bad. Um, but yeah, so uh, to celebrate the album coming out today, we have done a Bandcamp exclusive release. Um, so you can go to Bandcamp and stream the album for free, or you can buy it. Um, and we also have... Dun, 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 A3 silk glossy posters uh, featuring... Look I mean, at it! Look, look at how amazing it is! I'm holding it up. How cool is that, Declan? Oh, that is wicked, mate. And it's like oh, professional that's... finish, all hand-drawn. Come on. And, uh, yeah, anyway, so they're kind of like, um, they're very limited. Um, and not that's not a kind of like buy now thing. It's just like, we just made them as a run of people for people who listen to the show and want to get their hand on a poster. And it's just kind of like a bit of a um, support the album sort of thing and a bit of a keepsake, really. And uh, I, I drew it, and um, it kind of features the Attaboy dog. And a sign with Schnookums written on it in large against a mountain backdrop with a plane in, in the air and everything. I mean, go to schnookums.bandcamp.com, as hilarious as that is to say. And you can see it. <laughs> yeah, schnookums.bandcamp.com. We'll have to spell that out now. S-C-H-N-O-O-K-U-M-S.B-A-N-D-C-A-M-P.com. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you can get it on Bandcamp if you're interested. And yeah, I'm looking forward to holding one in my hands, actually, because it's going to be cool to have some schnookums merch and uh i think we'll kind of yeah we might do some more stuff like this in the future it's fun to have some merch out there it is it it does look so cool and like uh yeah i i can't wait to see one in in my hands as well that'll be that'll be absolutely epic so we've got two things for you today we've got the album we've got the poster done the artwork the world sing the theme tune write the theme tune <laughs> 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 But yeah, um, well, I suppose that's about all for this uh, episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. 
Uh, thank you for listening to us particularly talk about um, our new record, and hopefully it's been interesting and insightful as to like how these songs have been developed and how you know both of our different influences have come into it and everything. Hopefully that's been an entertaining listen, and thank you for listening. It's definitely been fun for us to have a bit of a chat about it, like uh, and unearth some memories of stuffing hobnobs <laughs> in your face and running back to the microphone. That is a <laughs> glorious image. Um, if you want to listen to Attaboy out now, um, you can go to, as we said before, schnookums.bandcap.com. That's right, schnookums.bandcamp.com. And to spell that again, that is S-C-H-N-O-O-K-U-M-S.bandcamp.com. And you can grab yourself the album and the A3 poster on silk glossy finish. It's it's going to be real mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, oh, just proved that you're the ultra schnookums fan. Uh Yes, uh, that will be available to... Uh, I think you can have a couple of streams there or you can purchase it if you'd like to as well. Um, also, we we do have music of our own which is not made together. Um, odd as that is to say. Um, Roger, where can people find your music if they, if they, don't, if they don't want to listen to me? <laughs> uh, you can find uh, my own solo music by searching Roger Heathers as R-O-G-E-R, no D, H-E-A-T-H-E-R-S on Spotify or Bandcamp or uh, Apple Music, Tidal, uh, YouTube, any of those places. Um, you can find me there. And I am also on Instagram at Roger Heathers. How about you, Declan? Where can people find uh, your solo records? Uh, you can find my one album and two EPs. Uh, on Bandcamp, uh, on Spotify, on Tidal, uh, just search the name Declan Kitchener, one of them should be me, uh, and uh, Declan Kitchener Music on YouTube or on Facebook. Awesome. I, I should say as well that uh, the Schnookums album, Matterboy, will be available on Spotify and Apple Music and YouTube and all the rest of them, uh, but it's going to be a Bandcamp exclusive for a little while, so uh, that's the place to go for now. Yes, that's the place to go to at the moment, Vishnukums. Uh Yes, and that's also it for this season of the podcast. I felt really sad when you said that. Yeah, oh, it's it's the end of an era. <laughs> well, we'll be back. Um, we'll be back soon enough, and we'll. I think we'll be doing a bit more of a back to basics weekly song podcast season next time. Sort of writing a song per week. What do you say? Yes, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not writing 14 songs in a month again until next February, if we st- <laughs> we're still doing it by that point. <laughs> I might not even do it then. <laughs> oh. No, no, we're looking it, forward to fun, getting back to but writing. but it's stressful. But yeah, writing one per week, which used to be the most stressful thing I could imagine, is now like, oh, thank God, compared to 14 the in a luxury. Month. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, oh. we'll we'll see you on uh, season seventeen of the Weekly Song podcast. Uh, do follow the creeping the, close to that big two zero. D- definitely follow uh, Schnookums and also the Weekly Song podcast at on Instagram, which is at Weekly Song podcast and at schnookums.band. And uh, yeah, that's where you can keep up with us until the next season. Thank you so much for listening, all of you. It definitely means a lot to us, and it's nice to have this community. It's it's something very special and we we treasure it highly. Um, right, we'll see you. We'll see you, horrible lot, next season then. Tra, <laughs> tra.